When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's up, everybody? It's John Bush from Armored Saint, and you're listening to my buddy here, Jay Scott, on the Hook Rock, the ultimate rock community podcast. Good evening, everybody. Once again, it's the Hook Rocks. This is Jay Scott. How you doing? Hope you're staying safe, staying healthy, as I say at the beginning of every episode. Numbers are spiking. Numbers are out of control all over the country. Every state is seeing an increase in COVID. And next week is Thanksgiving, or you're going to be hearing this actually the week of Thanksgiving. So in a few days is going to be Thanksgiving. It's going to be interesting to see what people do and how they handle it. I'm waiting to hear from my mother to see if she's actually going to have it, as she's done every year of my life. So it's going to be interesting to see what what we do. I know Illinois just kind of went backwards into like a Tier 3 mode, which kind of bans indoor sports for youth and, and, and young kids, and they, they closed down the casinos and all that stuff. So I think we're headed to, towards a stay-at-home order, but... Time will tell, but it's not looking good. Over the last few weeks, the trend has going is going up, and it keeps going up, and it doesn't look like it's going to end. All I got to say, and this is a very non-political statement, wear your mask. With that being said, I'd like to welcome in a frequent contributor to the Hook Rocks Community Podcast. He is the guy to go to for new music. He's got spreadsheets. He's got... All this information at his fingertips. He is like the Encyclopedia Brown, and that is a reference some of you may get and some of you may not understand, but he's the Encyclopedia Brown of new rock music. What's going on, Mr. Chris Corradetti? Well, why don't you just call me a nerd while we're at it? Not much, Jay, not much. How's it going? It's going, man. I'm, I'm it's glad to have you on. You and I always do the best albums of each quarter throughout the year we've just finished quarter number three i know we're planning quarter number four plus our year-end show that's going to be happening 
with the top albums of 2020 and the top EPs. And I know both of the both of us are stressing out about those episodes because we know how long they're going to be. We're going to have to break them up in two or three parts because there's just no way people are going to listen to a four or five hour episode of us yapping about new music. But, what are you talking about? People love your sexy dulcet tones. You know, it's a lot of work to get this voice under control. You know, um, but no, it's going to be uh, it's going to be fun shows. And we just did this uh, once before, and this is another installment of in the know on new rock and roll. And we did this a couple of months ago, and the plan is to do this every other month to. Talk about new bands and talk about what's going on in the new wave of rock music. I know some people call it the new wave of classic rock. Based on what my son tells me, that that sounds like it's dad's music, I go with the new wave of rock music, which I think is more appropriate. But that's just me. So we're going to do... <laughs> We're going to do three bands like we did before. We're going to do Chris's Selection, which is a band called King Bull, which I believe is out of Canada. Yes. I'm going to do Magnolia Bayou, which was a guest last month on the podcast. They're from Mississippi. And then we're both going to talk about Those Damn Crows, who had an album released earlier this year, which was another guest on the New Music Spotlight. Because both of us believe that album needs to be talked about that band needs to be talked about because of every all the craziness that's been going on they seem to have been forgotten or maybe that album seems to have been forgotten so kind we're gonna, lost and lost in the wash yeah so, so to say yeah so we're gonna get to those you know to that discussion but first off do you want to go first do you want to go second what do you want to do Oh, it's your show. Let's talk about Magnolia Bayou first. All right. All right. Let's talk about Magnolia Bayou. So I, how I discovered this band is I was approached by their PR company um, about their new album that was calling out called Strange Days and asked if I wanted to have them on the show. And I had not heard of them yet. So my rule is, you know, I, I can't have anybody on that I don't know. I can't do that. You know, I can't fake it. So I said, let me get back to you. Let me check them out. So I listened to Preaching Blues. I listened to their song, uh, Tupelo. Yep. And I was blown away. And I immediately thought of a band that I fell in love with a couple years ago called Bishop Gunn. And I discovered Bishop Gunn through an article uh, written by Matt Wake who is a follower of mine. I also follow him too. He's also a great resource to, you know, discover new music. So I read this article. Great writer. Yeah, absolutely, man. So he talked about Bishop Gunn. I'm like, oh, I got to check these guys out. And just a phenomenal band. And lo and behold, they broke up right after, no, not right after, but well into their cycle for their last album, Natchez. And they were recording a new album. And they broke up during the recording of that album. I guess it's still on the table that they might get back together, but I'm not really holding my breath at this point. So with that being said, I you know I started listening to Magnolia Bayou, and I instantly went to that place that caused me to fall in love with Bishop Gunn. And what I love about Magnolia Bayou is the rock influences there, obviously, 
But I yep. love the blues influence. And I'm a huge blues guy. Some of you guys may know that I post blues stuff every now and then on my Twitter feed. And this is really, really into the Delta blues. And that's what really pulled me in and hooked me. I found this band. And I'm, I'm as, as we're talking, uh, I'm looking through the messages so I can give you the exact message. I can't seem to find it. But I found them through you. And you said, hey, check this band out. There it is. <laughs> check this band out. Listen to this, listen to these these songs. And my response to you is was several hours later is Holy shit, this is good. I love Tupelo, Thieves, Preaching Blues. Where did you find them? Send me more. <laughs> yeah, man, they're they're the goods. They really do they are. um you know, they they did a great interview with me a little over a month ago and just great group of guys great songs they're ready to go for um 2021 the really cool thing about them too is you know they're prepared for 2021 but they're going to be doing some shows in december at least they're scheduled now you know that could very well change but they're doing some shows with joyous wolf who's another one of our favorite bands here and I would love to go to one of those shows because that would just be absolutely phenomenal. Fossil Man in Dallas, lucky guy. I think he's going to try to go. I think we were tweeting about it, and I think he's going to try to go see Magnolia Bayou and Joyous Wolf in Texas, like in December. Yeah, yeah. They're playing in Dallas and Houston and Austin. Where's he? Where's Fossil Man uh, close to? Is he near I, Dallas? I think he's outside of Dallas. Okay. Okay. I think. Yeah, if he goes to that show, I will be forever jealous of him for that show. But good for him, man. I hope he gets able to go. Hopefully nothing's shut down or, or locked down by then. Yeah. But the whole album, you know, Strange Days, really captured me. Um, again, the blues influence, the rock influence, the writing is just really good. It's a, it's a band that really should be on your list of bands to check out who's ever listening of new bands that are going to make an impact over the next three to five years, you know, and, and further, you know, after that too. But I really think that their, their trajectory is one that is endless at this point. Yeah. They were my, uh, I think they were like my third favorite, uh, album from the third quarter. And it had only been out literally like two weeks when we did the episode. I just couldn't put it down. Yeah. It, it's such a great album. I, the only bad thing I can say about this is that these guys do a, a top notch cover of nutshell from Alice in Chains, a just high end kick ass cover. And when I got the album, I was really bummed to see that it wasn't on here. <laughs> so hopefully that maybe that'll be like a little, a little uh, live act just because they do it so well, or maybe it'll come up as a bonus edition, like in a later album. But um, these guys are great. You should absolutely give this album a listen. You know, the interesting thing about that cover is based on their music and based on their influences, you would never think that they would do a cover of Nutshell by Alice in Chains. Right. And that's what makes it so amazing and so cool that they did that. Yeah. They're, they're, this, is a, this is a really fun album. Outside of, of, of getting ready for this call, uh, this has been in my car, in one of my cars, since I got it. 
mean, this rotates all the time, this this CD. (laughs) You had it as one of your top albums for the third quarter. Yes. Yep. Number three. I I think it was number three. Yeah, because we had uh, Massive Wagons and the awesome Thunder Mother album. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a big statement, too. I mean, you know, when you... You know, you're putting it up there. And I had it as, I didn't have it in my top five, but I had it as, you know, one of the albums you should still check out because I think very highly of it. Um, but no, it's a great album and it, it grows on you too. And if you like blues, if you like blues rock, um, I think you'll you'll definitely want to check it out. If you were a fan of Bishop Gunn like I was, yeah. um, you'll definitely love it. And I think there's some connection there too, especially with the... Uh, the studio that they used and I think um, you know someone who helped them produce the album or work on the album was affiliated with with Bishop Gunn in some way don't quote me on that but I think that's how the story goes but you know again just picked up where Bishop Bishop Gunn left off you know not to not to talk too much about Bishop Gunn but I hope they do reunite or do come back together because they have so much they had so much going on but Magnolia Bayou, again, is a band that I think over the next few years is really going to make a mark. I think, you know, any, if you're a Blackberry Smoke fan, if you're, yep. you know, any of that type of, you know, Black Crows type, you know, you'll definitely love this band and their approach and their presentation on, on their music. Have you been able to check out any of their older stuff? No. I didn't know they had older stuff. Oh yeah, they've got older stuff too. They've got a lot of material. Um, oh yeah, so they've got. I think they've got one previous album, and I think they may have had an EP or something or some singles released before that. But they've got some really really good stuff. Oh, oh, they do. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. It looks like they released some songs as far back as 2017. Yeah, so you've well, got see, some this is good stuff. <laughs> yeah, no, this is you know, Strange Place is their last album. Um, I think the one before that was the self-titled 2018. I think. Yeah, self-titled, and then um, prior to that, I think maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. I think they maybe had some singles or something like that before that. But, um, you know, they've, and, and according to them, they've got some music that they've also, um, that they've, they have ready. I mean, they've written a lot of songs. So, um, you know, but if you're, if you're a fan of great music, check out both albums, Strange Place and Magnolia Bayou. You can find them at magnoliabayou.com. You can follow them on Twitter. You can follow them on Facebook. They got, some good stuff. So go buy their merch, support the band. And if they come to your town, if you're in Florida and if you're in Texas and they're touring with joyous wolf, you got to get up to us and go see them. That's a hell of a show. Yeah. Yeah. That's a hell totally. of a show. So what do, what do you got? You got King bull. Yeah. It's funny. When we were talking about doing this and I, I wanted to talk about these guys, I, I was like, oh, it's a Canadian trio. I got to lead off with a Rush joke. And then I realized that that would go over horribly bad. So (laughs) these guys are young. They're from uh, Red Deer, Alberta. Um, And I I can't find a lot on them. Uh, It seems like they've been putting music out for about three years, but maybe the three of them have been friends for the last 
15, 16, 17 years, but it's, uh, um, they've got this real catchy, familiar kind of blend of distorted, fused, fused, fuzzed out guitars, um, punchy drums, energetic vocals. Um, it's kind of a, a hard rock meets punk, but at the same time, big seventies rock anthem guitar work. You know, it's, it's, I really like it. Um, I came across it on the, the big green stream machine once, uh, one of the songs pay attention. And then, uh, over the summer, uh, I was listening to Anna Stella's radio show when she had it and she played another song from them, the depender and, uh, stuff's real catchy and it's really familiar. I, I, I can't place it, but the sound is so familiar to me and it, it, it's real fuzzed out and it's kind of, um, I think my favorite song might be don't you know, and it's got this big kind of distorted grungy feel to it, but they're not a grunge band by any means, but it's, it's the best thing I can come up with is distorted and grungy. But, uh, um, then my, one of my other favorite songs on the EP that they released this year is B side baby kind of real raw vocals. It's kind of like an E pop kind of vocal styling, I guess. Um, it's fun. And then they, they've also released two other songs back. Uh, I think it was last year, 2018, kind of like a social commentary group of two songs, mouth breathers and Shanana. Um, but the great thing is, is that it's worthy of checking out, but you can go to their band camp page and by the EP from this year that just came out, um, I, I think like October 30th, uh, and the two songs from 2019, I think you can get all of that for eight bucks. It's a steal. It's, uh, if you've got a 30 minute commute to work and you're still driving to work buy this, play it on your ride home and you're going to be in a good mood. It, it's, it's a real groove oriented EP. You'll love it. Well, how did you discover these guys? Uh, through Spotify. And I, I saw one, heard one song, pay attention, put it on my little spreadsheet. And then when I was listening to Anna Stella's uh, radio show over the summer, she played another song. Uh, and from there, they released a third song. And then, um, so I started following them then. And that's when I realized that the EP was coming out uh, late October. Cool. Yeah. You, from what I've heard of them, you, you sent me a message. I listened to them and they were absolutely awesome. They got a really great sound, really raw sound. Um, yeah. it's just interesting, you know, cause we were looking on the map of where they're from. What was it called again? <laughs> Red deer, Alberta. How does a band come out of like, I'm really interested to know. I'd love to have these guys on the show and just find out, you know, how they were able to discover, you know, music, you know, living where they're from. You know, I mean, I've never right. heard of Red Deer, Alberta, Canada. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of towns in Canada I've never heard of, but yeah, it's just, um, it's just interesting to see how they, how they're able to get influenced and put out the music they are being from a very small town like that. And I've, I'm sure, you know, of course we've interviewed 
bands that are from you know small towns like small towns i quickly think of blacktop mojo you know and, right. and, and their you know music and what they've been able to put together but it's just interesting to kind of go back and and find all that information out and peel back the orange yeah I mean, I'm, I'm looking at the map now. Red Deer is, is looks to be dead center between Edmonton and Calgary, or Calgary, um, east of of the mountains. So, yeah, that'll be yeah. If you have them on, it'll be interesting to hear uh, hear how they came about. But they're fun. They got a lot of energy to them. A lot, a lot of energy. Not attitude, but but definitely a lot of energy. Real. Um, raw, energetic, catchy music. I think, I think if for a lot of the people who listen to these episodes and check out the music that, that we kick out, I'm guessing that they'll, they'll really enjoy this. What kind of social media presence do they have? I follow them on Twitter. Okay. Cause that's all I'm on. The rest of it. I don't know about. <laughs> Are they, um, I know they got a webpage here, kingbullmusic.com. Um, yep. so you can definitely check them out there. Uh, they get all their postings, all their songs their videos and stuff. Um, the song that I listened to that I really liked was the Depender, which is a really great yeah. track. That was awesome. Um, but yeah, man, they look like, you know, like, like a great rock and roll band. So check them out. If you were to like, you know, if, if, if you were to kind of compare them to a couple of bands, you know, and their fan bases, you know, would like them, what would those be? Jeez. That's hard. Um, usually, this is easy for me, but this one's hard. It's I don't know. I get a real Iggy Pop vibe from the from the lead singer, but it, the it's not Iggy Pop music. You know, it. it I, I I wish I could give you something. Uh, imagine like Iggy Pop. Mix in a little Ramones and the Who, maybe something like that. But these are young guys. I, I, I think the oldest one's twenty five. So, you know, I don't know that they grew up listening to that or not. But that—that's what I'm pulling from their music. I know. And now I—I I just pulled them up. It's King Bull at King Bull Music on Twitter. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I—I I know they're on Golden Bot Records, which is a small record company that's got a good roster. On them. Yeah, like, very you know, good roster. Yeah. And the only thing I, I don't like, the only bad thing, is their music's only sold digitally, which for yeah. a guy who's 45 <laughs> like myself, I want the physical copy. And darn it. Damn it. So. Yeah. Do no. You end up having to do what I do. Buy it digitally. Burn it onto a disc. Print out the album cover and act like you have it. <laughs> when you do that, when you do that, does it does it give you a false sense of security? <sighs> kind of. <laughs> does it make kind you of. feel like you have something that yes. you don't? <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely, absolutely. But it's it's nice because I can I can look over at my at my stuff and kind of go. Who am I listening to today? Who am I throwing in the car today? Who am I adding in today? You know, I do I do a lot of streaming while working, but it's nice to to be able to have uh, to, 
you know, to go over and look at the rack of CDs and kind of choose who you want to listen to today. And, and this helps because a lot of the bands that, that I'll buy digitally, if I don't put them onto a disc, you know, when I have those chances to go for a drive, I, I, I don't ever think of them. So. Do you go for drives just to listen to music? I do. I do I'm too. one of those people. <laughs> I do too. Like, I always like it when I have a meeting that's like 45 minutes out. I'm like, ooh, what am I going to listen to? You know, so I right. never look at it as a bad thing. I look at it as a way to kind of get lost in music as I'm driving to a meeting or taking my son to hockey practice or wherever it is. Yeah, especially during like the, the COVID stuff in the spring, it was nice to um, kind of get in the car, throw, bring some music and just go, oh, you know, I'm going to drive down to the outlets in Castle Rock. I mean, I know they're not open, but I'm just going to get in the car, listen to some music, clear my head. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm one of those people too. So Yeah, no, so. it's it's definitely a problem. We both, we admit it. We have an yep. issue, um, but... I, I, I find myself doing that a lot. I always, you know, always, okay, what discs am I going to listen to this week? I got this meeting. I got to take my son here and go over there and all that stuff. So it's always kind of like nice to have a soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah. The, but then the flip side is you get in the car, like for me in one of my cars, I have, uh, I still have Pearl Jam, Thunder Mother and Magnolia Bayou just sitting there. And it's like, I put a new one in there and I'm like, well, Damn, <laughs> it's hard to crack the rotation when you get into some good music, you know? It is, it is. You freaked me out the other day when you sent me a picture of what you had in your car, and you had like ACDC, you had a couple other albums, and then you, I see Dirty Honey, and I'm like, dude, you got a physical copy of the Dirty Honey EP? And then that's when no. you told me you did one of your <laughs> your your things to give you a false sense of, of security. So yeah. I got one for Joyous Wolf, too. You want to picture that? <laughs> Speaking of Joyous Wolf, I got a physical copy in the mail this past week of their EP. And how I got it was I was just happened to pop on their Facebook page, and they made a post about how they had some extra CDs left over from the tour. If you want them, here's the link to go buy them, and they're autographed. Well, I, you know, I hit it right away, and I, and I bought it, and I just got it in... I'm very happy. Very happy person. Do, do, do we need to discuss sharing? <laughs> I'm not sharing the physical copy with you. No, that's when you go, hey, 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 here, check out this oh, link. Oh, yeah, you're right. I'm, I was, You know what? I'm a selfish prick. Sorry. Jackass. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, you're right. You can, you can redeem yourself by talking about the third band who is completely awesome. Well, that third band is Those Damn Crows, and The Point of No Return came out early 2020. We highlighted it here on the show, uh, I believe, after the first quarter. It was in on both of our lists for yep. Yep. top album of the year, I think January through March. I think it was what came out in January or February. Yeah. And it was a fan- fantastic album. And of course, COVID hit and things changed and other albums came out. And you and I were having a discussion about, you know, who we were going to talk about. And I had just started listening to Point of No Return again. And I'm like, you know what? This is a really great album. This is a really great album. And I said, why don't we talk about these guys? Because we haven't in a while. 
and I think we should. Um, I did have Shane Greenhall on the New Music Spotlight earlier this year. Wonderful interview. Was a great dude. Um, but their but their music on this album is is one of the top albums of 2020. It's a shame that because of all the things that have happened, you've got to kind of rack your brain to remember what happened in the early part of this year. And that's why we're talking about it. Point of No Return by Those Damn Crows is one of the best albums in 2020 by a newer band. And again, you can visit them at thosedamncrows.com and go pick up their album. I highly, highly recommend it. Yeah, and they... they uh... It's their second album, and so they have one from 2018 that was just as good. Uh, Murder, what was it called? Murder, Murder in the Motive, I think. I believe it's called Murder in the Motive, and it's it's equally good. Um, but the but point of no return is, I, I remember this in, in when I was listening to it over the weekend. I thought the same thing. It's it you kind of get a groove in when you're listening to these songs and, and you like it and then the lyrics hit you and you're just kind of like oh this is this is deep this is about suicide you know like it's a great song and you get into it then you know the lyrics hit you and you're just like this is should I be happy to listen to this song uh, but it's really well written uh, and they remind me of a uh, shine down a little bit, yeah, not, I could see that. Not, you know, like in their chorus and their breakdowns and stuff like that. I, that's who I would kind of compare them to. But honestly, I, I, they're better than Shine Down. I mean, they're different, um, but uh, they're great. They have a great sound. They got a really good sound. The album is really well done, really well produced sonically. Yeah. Um, and Shane did talk about some of the subject matters that were on that yeah. are on the album in, in the songs that you know it was it was a bit difficult to tap into that and you know writing that material does kind of especially when you're writing about loss and writing about suicide it does kind of take you into a place where you know you don't want to go but you know you're trying to reconnect with things and it's definitely uh an album that I again do recommend I can't say enough about I know they had a lot of plans for this year just like every other band but yeah. you know some of the highlights that I like um, King of King of Second Chances, go get it. Um, I like Send the Reaper, and I like Be You. That's a great song. Yeah, Sin on Skin is a great song. Who did it? Of course, is the the first track. So they, you know, I mean, just a wonderful album. I do expect it to be in our lists for the top albums of 2020. It's that good. And, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It, it, and I hope, you know, like some of these other bands that are out there, you know, we talk about Massive Wagons, we've talked about Riders Creed and, you know, Revival Black and some of these other bands from the UK, the Rocket Dolls. I hope at some point. Gorilla Riot. Yeah, Gorilla Riot. Yeah, they're just a fantastic band. There's more. I mean, we could go on and, you know, Doomsday Outlaw. I hope at some point some of these bands start coming over to the U.S. for u.s audiences to experience them i think it's 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 a loss for the music community here in america to not have the opportunity to see a band like those damn crows and um yeah it's just it's just and this is an earache earache's got they've been putting out some good music this year 
you got those damn crows and massive wagons <laughs> on, the, on the the same roster releasing albums this year. It's a, it's a good time for them. I mean, all things considered. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and hopefully, you know, this sets the stage for 2021. You know, with these bands, I know, I know, uh, those damn crows and massive wagons have played together. Um, and done some shows together, and that would be a wonderful bill if it ever came over to America. But, um, you know, all it takes is for one of these big bands, like a Judas Priest, <clears throat> an Iron Maiden, <clears throat> to take one of these young bands from the U.K. out on the road with them. I think it's uh, I think it's a big deal, and hopefully they do that. I know there's going to be even more close watch on revenue when tours do restart and you're probably going to see a lot more multi-band tours kind of like the Motley Crue Def Leppard so they can you know pack people in charge high rates and you know keep people in the stadiums for a long period of time it's one thing people don't realize that a lot of money that these bands make are from beer sales merch sales and the longer you are in the stadium you are more likely to spend more money, which is more money in their pocket. So that's a huge deal. I mean, when you look at the Motley Crue tours, Motley Crue, Def Leppard, Poison, Joan Jett, and then Tuck Smith and the Restless Hearts, you know, that show started at, I think, 4 or 5 o'clock, maybe. 4, probably, in some areas. And, you know, you get there, gates open probably an hour before the show, so you're there at 3. You're eating lunch at the restaurants around the stadiums or wherever you're at. So you probably start your day off at about noon. You hang out. You already got a couple in you. You go into the show. You're there till like 11, 12 o'clock at night. It's a long day. It's a long day. Yeah. And you're drinking. And, you know, when you drink, you spend more money. You buy more merch. Yeah, I'm going to go get that third T-shirt, you know, after a few <laughs> hours of, of drinking. So... Yeah, it's. Um, I, I do expect that to, to happen. You know, you're going to figure Ticketmaster and Live Nation are going to find ways to make revenue, and I do think you're going to see more triple bills, um, especially, than you have ever before. And once the summer starts to kind of recoup some of the money that they've lost in 18 months, you're going to see the quote-unquote festival, mini festival tours. Yeah, that that certainly makes sense. Yeah, and it's a good opportunity for one of these tours to grab, you know, a young band from the UK or a young band from Europe or a young band from New Zealand, you know, um, wherever. I would enjoy seeing that young band from New Zealand. A lot of us, you know, and that's Black Smoke Trigger that we're talking about. But, yeah, hopefully, you know, we do get the opportunity in the near future to see some of these bands because of what's happening you're gonna have to have more bands on the bill because here's the other thing a lot of these bands won't be able to play in some of the clubs and won't be able to play in some of the theaters because they'll be shut down so you know how are they going to manage that so you're going to see a lot of these if you're a management company or a PR company but probably more a management company if you're a management company if you're managing a band and you are not developing relationships right now with these companies that put these tours together you got to start 
you got to start because I think, you know, when you think of, we talked to Stacey of our stages, and when you think of the current predicament these clubs and theaters are in with no help from our federal government, which is a whole nother subject matter that's absolutely ridiculous, um, what, are they, what are these bands going to do? So get them on these triple bills. Get them on these mini festivals. I mean, obviously, Tuck Smith got on the tour in large part because he's on Nikki Six's record label, but he's also very talented, extremely talented. Yeah. And um, he's got a great band. So believe me when I say there's going to be innova- innovative ways to make money from these tours, and you're going to see probably more bands touring with these on these mini festivals, these, these four or five band bills, because again, you know, they're going to play first. You're going to be in the show at three o'clock. They're going to play at four or five o'clock. They're going to be at the, a lot of these young bands are going to be at the merch table, selling their merch, hawking their merch. And that's how they're going to make their money. They're going to pay these, you know, these young bands who are first on the bill next to nothing. Basically what they play in a small club is what they're going to get to play a stadium or a, you know, uh, uh, amphitheater or whatever. And they're going to rely on selling their merch during the show. So that's, what's going to happen. It's going to be like the same thing that them playing a club, but it's going to be at a bigger stage, same amount of money. And, but they get the exposure too, which is key for them. Yeah. The, uh, I'm, I'm, I, I hope all this works out obviously, but there was just a story here the other day that, uh, one of the uh, the owner of one of the smaller clubs here in Denver um, streets uh, passed away from COVID, and you're kind of like, oh crap! Like I just saw Blacktop Mojo there in February. Like that's a great club. I mean, it's you know it's it's 15 feet from the edge of the stage to the bar. It's like a perfect place to see cool bands. And if you know, like how many of those are going to be gone by the time these guys start coming back around again, you know? Yeah. That's been a, a topic, frequent topic on the show. And, you know, obviously no one knows the future. We're all predicting anybody that claims to be an expert doesn't know really what they're talking about, or maybe they do, but they don't know for sure. I should say. And what I just basically said too, that's my speculation. I have not heard that from anybody. I have not, I'm just speculating you know, because these companies that put these tour, tours together are going to need to make money. And, you know, who's going to pay or who's going to play next to nothing unless it's a up-and-coming band, a newer band that's, you know, can't play the same places they used to, that needs to get on the road and sell merch and make money. But what's really cool is they're going to get the exposure. So a, a band, you know, like, you know, Warrant or Slaughter or whatever. I mean, they may be on a bill like they were with Rat and Tom Kiefer, and they'll get paid for that, but they're not going to be at the bottom on a big tour like Motley Crue and Def Leppard when they're only going to give them club-level money. You know, I, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think that right. they would ever do that. But, um, you know, so they're going to think of ways to make money, and like you just said, man, you know, it's a shame that these small clubs that – you and I both attend a lot of shows at are not going to be around. I am always an eternal optimist. So I believe that they will come back eventually. It's not going to be right away. It's not going to be within the first year, but you know, if rock and roll does have the resurgence that I anticipate, 
it's all about supply and demand, right? So people are going right. to be wanting to go to live concerts again. So there's going to be the demand, and bands are going to want to go are going to want to play. I hope that these clubs don't saturate the market with cover bands and completely ruin it from that angle, because that would be really shitty and stupid. But you know, it's going to have to happen at some point, and I do think it'll come back. It won't be probably in the same form as we know it, but it'll rise up again. It'll just take a little longer than we hope. Let's hope. Let's hope it's quicker, but I, I anticipate it's going to take a little longer. I'm with you on that. As far as these three bands go, you know, King Bull, Magnolia Bayou, and Those Damn Crows, when you think about the material that they've released over this year, where, you know, where are you at in, in terms of, you know, is there one that you like better than the other? Which ones do you like over the other? You know, how do you rank them? Ooh, that's hard. Um, well, I've certainly listened to those damn crows probably the most, but again, it's been out since January. Um, I'm currently listening to Magnolia Bayou and the King Bull religiously in the car. <laughs> um, I, I guess if I'm going to rank them, I, I would I would rank it as those damn crows, then Magnolia Bayou, and then King Bull. And I only put King Bull last because it's only been out for a couple weeks and it's an EP. You know, like just to to, to justify it. Um, and you know, the great thing is is that they're three kind of. I mean, they all fall under rock, but they're all three kind of little different variants, you know? Um, but yeah. yeah, I'd go do, those damn crows, Magnolia Bayou, and then King Bull. Yeah. They're both, they're all, I mean, sorry, they're all three of them are different styles, right? Yeah, um, absolutely. I would probably put King Bull last and not because I think they're, it's, it's, it's the worst out of three. It's definitely not. It's, a, it's great. I just haven't had a chance to really absorb them a lot yet. I've heard a right. couple songs. I really haven't had a chance to dive into them yet. And then, man, it all it all depends on the day for me. You know, it could be Magnolia Bayou if I want to hear some bluesy-type rock. Right. Or Those Damn Crows, you know, on the days where I need something to kind of, like, pump me up and get me going. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you can't go wrong with any of these three, that's for sure. As far as, you know, new rock that you've been listening to over the last few months – Maybe some bands that maybe you haven't touched on yet. Is there anything else out there that you're listening to? Jeez, oh, I'm listening to way too much. <laughs> I just, it's what you and I have been talking about. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of in a hurricane of stuff, but uh, I love the new Tom Morello. EP is it, it, outstanding. Um, I love the uh, the new album that the Cadillac three dropped in October. Uh, it's their second album of the year. It's called Tabasco and sweet tea. I, I am not a country guy. I'm not, but this has kind of got the, that rock and red dirt kind of feel to it. It's fun. It, it, it's definitely worth checking out. If, if, if you're kind of into that thing, um, uh, Joe Bonamassa's album is awesome. Uh, what else am I listening to? Uh, Jeff Scott Soto's album is, is really good. Um, God, Neon Coven or not? Co- how did how did Ace pronounce it? It's not Coven. It's, it's Coven. Neon Coven. Coven. Like, so Neon I always Coven. Yeah. I always have to like think of Coventry when the word Coventry when when I'm thinking of Neon Coven. 
yeah. Um, there's, there's so much. I, uh, that Smith and Myers album, the volume one and volume two that people have been talking about. I finally got a chance to listen to that a few weeks ago. That's fantastic. So much stuff. So much stuff. I haven't even, you know, I've, I've listened to ACDC three times. It's awesome, but I haven't really had a chance to jump into the pool yet. That small town Titans and Phil Campbell and the bastard Sons. There's so much stuff that I haven't even gotten to. <laughs> yeah, it really, yeah, you know, it, new new music. I know there's been a lot of stuff that's been delayed, and there's going to be a hell of a lot of music in 2021 because a lot of that stuff has been delayed. But there's been some great music coming out this year. Really, really great music. And, yep. you know, I've been saying this. I've been beating this drum for a while now. This is the perfect time to get exposed to some new music. Don't have another Rival Sons happen to you. Don't be that person that goes up to people like myself who's been listening to the Rival Sons for years and say, oh, you know what's a really great new band? Rival Sons. No, <laughs> no. Actually, they've been around for 10-plus years. You just decided to be closed-minded and not open yourself up to new music, and now all of a sudden you hear the album Feral Roots because it got nominated for a Grammy and you're all like, dude, this band rocks. How come I haven't heard them, heard of them before? Ask yourself that question multiple times. Say it out loud. Say, how come I haven't heard of this band before? And think about how you absorb music. Think about how stubborn you are about listening right. to new music. <laughs> Don't let it happen again. Don't let another Rival Sons go by. And then six, seven, eight years later, you're like, dude, check out this new band called those damn crows or magnolia bayou or dirty honey or joyous wolf or whatever right don't do that stop stop yourself yeah there, there's so much stuff out i mean for if you just like rock i mean there, you know every genre of it's got a ton of stuff out you know there's a new fever three two three there's a new Tyler Bryant, the shakedown, you got some new struts. You, 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 um, there's new armored saint that I haven't even heard yet. There, there's so much. Stuff. Oh, the new armored saint <laughs> is awesome. Um, I'm, I'm just like going through my list. There's blackbird suns, blackstone cherry. Um, good God, there's, there's a lot. There's, there's certainly a lot. Um, I can't, what, what, what are you into that we didn't talk about tonight? Of new stuff, anything? Ooh, um, I really like the band Red Voodoo, which is kind yeah. of being managed by Frank Hannon of Tesla. They're really yeah. good. I've been really listening to them. Uh, I like the new stuff from the Love Honey record, or the Love okay. Honey or, or Love Honey record that uh, Tommy White's going to be on the show here shortly. So I've been listening to that. Um, I think that's going to be out in February. But they had a new EP released out in July. Um, you know, outside of the stuff that we've talked about, I know Teresa, who's follows oh. both of us on Twitter, always like unloads a huge lo list of music like every week. And it's like, oh my God. <laughs> oh my yeah. God. <laughs> More music. She has such a great ear oh, for, she does. for yeah. music. It, and since we've talked about them, she and I were, were, were going back and forth over the weekend. Uh, the album that she has listened to the most in 2020 is Those Damn Crows, Point of No Return. So, yeah, yeah 
but yeah, there's a lot. Oh, and then um, the the guy that you turned me on to, great music, horrible pants, Nick Perry. Nick Perry. Nick Perry and the Underground Thieves. The <laughs> album is Sun Via. My son got me into yeah. that. I like his pants. I know Chris maybe doesn't have the same great taste as I do, but um, yeah, that's a great album. Sun Via is definitely uh, an incredible record. Yeah, there, there's so much out. I, I'm not looking uh, forward to trying to 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 set up a fourth quarter and end of year list because it's going to be a lot. Yeah, that's the big thing, man, because you and I have both talked about this. Like, We're looking at what we have to do and what we have to accomplish, and there's so much stuff out there. It's like, man, you know, like, you know, how, how are we going to leave some of these off because there's so much great music? And real quick before we continue, if you want to check out someone who really knows great new music, who has a great ear, who I think is the best source of new music on Twitter – and that's Teresa Terry Taylor. Her Twitter feed is at TAT2630. Follow her. And if you like new music, you definitely will come away happy and satisfied when she starts posting her playlists. Her playlists are insanely good. Yeah. And insanely long. <laughs> like, what, six days worth of music or something I- like that? Uh, it's 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 a lot, but honestly, you, you listen to it, it you will find you'll find a lot of stuff that you'll you'll really come to like. She she's got a great ear and she loves to share. So, thank you, Teresa. Yeah, no, she's a treat, and she's she's on the ball with new music. I will go out and say that I have not, I've yet to hear something I don't like that she's posted about. Yeah, I would agree with that. I absolutely would agree with that. Well, man, it's been fun. It's been a blast. I know we've got a lot of work to do from now until our year-end shows. We're going to be doing, obviously, the fourth installment of 2020, the best albums of 2020, October through December. So we'll do that first. We'll also do the top, have we decided on 20 or 25 albums for for 2020? (laughs) I don't know yet. That's still under negotiation. I have to talk to my agent. (laughs) It's going to be the top 20 or top 25, and it's going to be the top 10 EPs of 2020. My guess is it'll be three shows at least. We'll probably break up the albums. But, um, yeah, it's going to be a a headache. There's a lot of really good EPs. A lot. Yeah. And here you are, you're bitching. I'm the one that's got to edit this shit. Well, you know, we all chose our path, Jay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm the one that's got to be like, oh, God, you know, I got to get up earlier. I'm staying up late editing and stuff. That's probably the worst part about having a podcast is the editing, you know, just because you're excited to record the show and play it for people and have people listen. And, but you got to do this whole editing thing you know, mix everything and edit everything. And then I wish Chris would stop getting this stuff wrong. And I wish Chris would take his headset out and I wish Chris would stop doing this because it'll save me time on the back end. I had, no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to go down that path. I'm not, no, I'm not going to say No, no, no. I I was going to say something about someone that was on a previous episode, but you know what? Some things are just left better unsaid. If I've got nothing nice to say, 
Don't say it at all. I mean, you don't want to. You don't want to take one last question. Do you want? Do you want to talk about LA guns real quick, or you want to take why the do, high road? And- why do you always get me going <laughs> on LA guns? It's why it's easy and fun. <laughs> oh, I know. I know a new band that you need to check out. Actually, now that you've now that because these guys are on the same record label as LA Gums, the fake uh, LA Guns uh, band called Minefield which is with Todd Damick-Burns, yes. who's part, one of the conspirators with Slash, and he's got a lot of other projects, too, as well. Hoping to have him as a guest pretty soon here on the show. But their first two songs, I think they were called Alone and Home. Yeah, awesome. Home's a great song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. awesome tunes. Um, but, yeah, check out Minefield. I guarantee you, you will like it. If you don't like it, I would possibly... Do, do they have a new album coming out this year or is it just next year or are they just kicking singles out? I don't know. That's a good question. I think that they might be having an album come out at some point. Um, but I don't know. That's a good question to ask Todd when he's on the show. So I definitely will, will ask him that question. Yeah, no, that's, that's a, that's a, that's a good suggestion. That, that music's great. Yeah, no, I I agree. I mean, it's just well put together. It's well produced sonically. It uh, it just rocks. So yeah, if you're looking to look uh, find some new music, that uh, I think it's actually "Alone Together" is their first song, "Alone Together," okay. and then it's and then the second one is "Home." But yeah, just some kick-ass music, man. Yeah. We got we got a lot to talk about coming up. <laughs> lots lots of work to do. We got to get through Thanksgiving, however way we get through it, and then on to work on those shows. And then I may take a week off at the end of the year. I may just say I'm going to go imagine myself on a tropical island and uh, sit in silence and not have anyone bother me. So you, you can't sit in silence. You got a lot of music to listen to. I know, right? Always did a reminder. This has been a blast, man. Yeah, man, I appreciate it. Thanks again for always doing this and being on the show. And uh, I look forward to next time, man. Thank you. It'll be soon. (laughs) Well, once again, everybody, that's Chris Corradetti, the new rock guy that you should be following, you should be listening to. He knows his stuff. Trust me. He's got spreadsheets to prove it. So he (laughs) is the dude. I'm Jay Scott. This is the Hook Rocks, the Ultimate Rock Community Podcast. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we will talk again soon. Thank you. I'm a soldier. I'm in the trenches, fighting every day to succeed. I can feel the blood rushing through my veins. I'm surrounded by enemies. I'm sick and tired of you telling me. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com. Code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.